So with today being the final Sunday of the year, I thought it was a good opportunity for us to be able to look back over the year and also to take a little peek into next year as well. And this is something we've done the last few years is just to be able to look back over the year and review some of the things that have happened. And so my encouragement to you as we go through this is to be conscious of moments where you're reminded of the ways in which God has been with you throughout this year. It might be something that you've learnt, something that you've grown in, a time where you recognise that you're going through something hard maybe and you sense God was with you in the midst of that, uh, times when you knew that God was helping you with something. Uh, So as we go through, my hope is that as we talk through this year, that it kind of provides some trigger points for you uh, to be able to think of some of the things that uh, have happened throughout this year. So I wanted to start with something that actually happened towards the end of the year, only a couple of weeks ago, uh, because to me, this actually sums up everything that we're about as a church. And so one of the things I'm most grateful for this year is actually Kate's baptism which was only a couple of weeks ago. And so that was a really, really great time of us being able to celebrate her journey and to be able to celebrate her baptism. And the reason why that's so significant is because it really does sum up everything that we're about as a church, that we have these three statements that we're focused on, that we're Jesus-centred spiritual family who are passionate about seeing lives change. And baptism really encapsulates all of that. We see Kate making a decision to say that she wants to centre her life on Jesus and the journey that she's been on around that. It's a great opportunity for her to say this is her spiritual family, um, but also for us as spiritual family to rally around her and to encourage her and to cheer her on in her journey. And there's nothing that's more dramatic than seeing a baptism in terms of what life change and transformation is all about. And so uh, I'm really grateful that we've had one baptism this year and we'll continue to pray that we can have more baptisms because they really do sum up a lot of what we're about. We've also had a lot of people who've joined our community as new members throughout this year. And so we're really grateful that you're now a part of our church family and that you are here with us. And we know that there's a couple of others who um, early in next year will also become members with us. And so this again is a great symbol of everything that we're about. People who are saying that I'm Jesus-centered, that's why I want to belong to a church family. Um, But saying this is my spiritual family. This is the place where I want to sink my roots down for this season of time. This is the family that I want to invest in and this is the family that I want to be able to give back to as well. And so to all of you who've joined us this year, we want to say thank you and we're really, really glad that you are a part of our church family together. I thought it might be helpful to look back over the series that we've done, the key series that we've done throughout the year. And again, this is hopefully just going to stir some thoughts in you about some of the things that God might have challenged you about as we've gone through the year. So we started the year uh, with our kickoff series where we talked about these three statements and reminded ourselves what we're all about as a church and the goals that we set for ourselves, that as we headed into 2019, we wanted to continue to focus on what it means to be Jesus-centred in the sense of helping people take their next steps in their walk with Jesus, uh, in terms of being spiritual family and what it looks like for us to be connected and for us to be able uh, to connect with the people around us as well and experience what uh, spiritual family is all about. And that our hope and our passion was also to be able to see people's lives transformed as we went through this year. And so we've had the privilege of being able to hear some stories of life transformation that have happened as we've gone through the year. So that's what we kicked off with was to say that's what we hoped would happen. And it's really great to look back and see that a lot of those things have happened. 
We then went into a series leading us up to Easter, which was called Road Trip, where we looked at a bunch of different snapshots that happened on the road. So some Bible uh, passages that were road trip stories, but also used that as an opportunity to walk through Jesus' journey to the cross and the road trip that he took all the way to the cross and to Easter for us. And so we used that as our Lent series to get us ready for Easter. After Easter, as we headed into May, we did our Beyond series, which we do each year, where we take some time to talk about what's happening beyond the walls of our church here. And so we had Celeste come and speak, uh, who was from Lockley's Primary School, the pastoral care worker chaplain who's there. And so she came and shared some of the things that have been happening at the school there. So we talked about what's happening locally. We then spent a week talking about reconciliation, Indigenous reconciliation as a part of Reconciliation Week as a national thing. And then we had Val Zerner from Global mission partners come and share a little bit about some of the partnerships that we've got globally and some of the ways in which that's making a difference too and so that was a great series for us to be able to dig into some of the things that God's doing well beyond just what we see week in and week out. We then went into a series called Interrupted, where we looked at a few little snapshots from the lives of four key people in the Bible. We looked at Daniel and Esther, Jesus and Peter and looked at a snapshot from each of their lives to be able to wrestle with what happens when we kind of feel like our lives are being interrupted, but maybe that's exactly where God is at work the most. And so how do we respond in those times when uh, we might feel like what's going on here, but actually that might be the very moment when God wants to do something really significant. In term three, we did a really big series called Epic, where we worked our way through God's meta-narrative, God's big story, and talked through the whole overarching uh, story of the Bible and how that all fits together, the seven episodes that we talk about uh, as we look at God's big story. And so I know that for a lot of you, that was really, really helpful in terms of articulating some of those things, but also in terms of piecing it all together and being able to work through that uh, in a sequential fashion. Then we went into a series called The Future Starts Now where we worked through the book of First Peter and took some time to wrestle with the reality that we don't have to wait until we pass from this life to the next to be able to experience all that God's got for us, but that in actual fact a lot of those things are available to us now because of the work that Jesus has done. And so First Peter is this beautiful book where Peter's writing to, or a letter, where he's writing to the early church in some very difficult times and trying to encourage them about not just what's in the future, but how that can help them in the here and now. And then that took us through to December and the series that we've just finished called Great Expectations, where we walk through a number of different parables that Jesus told us about what the kingdom is like, this kingdom that Jesus came to establish. And so recognising his birth as the newborn king is to come and set up God's way of life for us and God's dream for us. And so we spent some time wrestling through that. So I hope that at least one week of one of those series has been helpful for you as we've gone through this year. Obviously not every series is going to be completely relevant to all of us because we're all at very different places in our spiritual journeys. And so, uh, But my hope is that as we go through that you can sense that there are things that God's been challenging you about, God's been teaching you, that you've been wrestling with that's helped you to be able to take those next steps in your walk with Jesus. Behind the scenes then, uh, sometimes out the front, but also out the back, we've had our God's Gang kids, and this year we intentionally aligned what they talked about with what we've been talking about in our services. And so the themes that they've unpacked throughout this year 
have been the same themes that we've just talked about uh, by and large throughout the term and so that's been a great opportunity for them to be able to grow and my hope is also that that's been great for families to be able to then be talking about the same things around the dinner table, what we've been learning together and what we've been working through together. So that's a couple of snapshots and a couple more, including uh, Father's Day, where they made some delicious snacks for us as well. And so we're really grateful that we've got these awesome kids who are a part of our church family and uh, who contribute in lots of different ways and who bring so much life and joy into our church family. We're really, really grateful that we've got them here as well. We also have our upper room youth group, and uh, so that's a great bunch of students who are continuing to grow in their sense of what it means to follow Jesus together. And so I want to say a big thank you especially uh, to Matt and Tim and Josh, who have stepped up into leadership roles in youth this year and done a superb job with that. Uh, and also Ruth and Raquel, who some of you know. Uh, Ruth and Raquel doing year 12 this year, so they haven't been around much, and they're actually about to head back to Fiji as a family. They're moving back there in a couple of weeks and so uh, we want to say a big thank you to them as well um, but especially to those three guys they've done a really great job and I'm very excited about the platform that God is establishing for us as we head into next year and what youth group can continue to look like as we gather on Wednesday nights to be able to talk about the things that are relevant to students um, and uh, help them to be able to live life the way that Jesus wants them to be able to live. Throughout the year, we've continued to have our Shout for Joy services every two weeks on a Tuesday night as well. And so this is a great opportunity for people with special needs to be able to come and have a service that is really focused on them and really allows them to be able to engage with God in whatever ways they want to. Uh, heading into next year, that's actually going to change to be a monthly service instead of every two weeks. There's a few reasons for that. Um, partly capacity, uh, partly also because uh, as some of the NDIS funding stuff kicks in, there's some challenges about big group activities happening and so some of the people who come along to that won't be able to come as regularly and so we've made a decision that that'll be on the second Tuesday of every month from February uh, next year but we're yeah we love the opportunity to be able to provide a space for them to come and uh, it is just a beautiful way to see people engaging with Jesus sometimes in very raw ways um, but in very real and very genuine ways which we love. We've also had a playgroup that's continued on Tuesday mornings throughout the year and so that's been great to see families continue to connect with each other and have a place where they can come and uh, be able to hang out together and get to know each other and we continue to look for ways that we can try and build bridges with the playgroup families that come. Uh, almost all of our playgroup families are non-church families, they're families from the community and so that's a great opportunity for us to be able to develop some relationships and so I want to say a huge thank you to Beck and the team, so Ross if you can pass that on to Beck and the team for all the work that they do week in and week out uh, to create a space for families to be able to hang out together. Also on Tuesdays and Fridays we have our men's shed and so this is a great space for guys to be able to get together and particularly a lot of the guys that come um, are people who've had challenging backgrounds for all sorts of different reasons. Some people who've recovered from brain injuries and so there's stuff that they're working through. Um, some guys who are recovering from addiction um, but just a really great place for some people to come together and work on some projects together 
and have a sense of belonging. And so they've also been continuing to work on some community-based projects. So you can see up on the right-hand side there that there are some scissors that are there. And so these are for a school um, that has some kids with special needs. And so those kids aren't able to use scissors like this. And so they need to be able to think about other ways of doing that. And so the teachers came up with this idea of being able to use a push-down mechanism. And so the guys at the men's shed designed these scissors. And so made a whole set of them to be able to give to the school for them to be able to use with people so that they can do their own cutting out, which is a really significant thing. Uh, we've also this year taken on the little libraries. So in the Council of West Torrens, there's a whole bunch of little libraries around the place that are these little boxes that you might have seen around the place. The council supplies all of the books and DVDs that go into that. And so there's about eight of them scattered around uh, our council area. And our shed is now the guys who are making those libraries and also fixing them when they need repairs. And so that's a really great partnership that we've got with the council there uh, that's opened up this year as well. So it's not just something where they come and work on their own projects, they're consistently working on other projects that make a difference in the community too, which is really, really awesome to see. Throughout the year, we've also had lots of opportunities to give to other organisations outside of our church family. And so in particular, we uh, were part of Operation Christmas Child again. And so it was really, really great for us, along with the Zimbabwe church that meets here on Sunday afternoons, to be able to give 56 boxes to kids in the developing world through that. Uh, we also participated in Safe Water September and raised over $3,000 there, which is enough drinking water for 156 people in Zimbabwe and Vanuatu. So that was really, really amazing. We had our gifts for care works that were under the Christmas tree over the last few weeks. Um, we've had offerings for the Bible Society, um, our Easter offering and our Christmas offering that went to Global Mission Partners, and then our continued sponsorship of the kids at the Children's Village in Zimbabwe, uh, KCV, K. Leachley Children's Village. And so I am always blown away as I think back over a year at the generosity that we've got as a church family and the ways in which we continue to look for opportunities to invest in people who don't have as much as we have and to look at opportunities that do make a difference in people's lives. And so I want to say a huge thank you again for all of your support and all of your generosity through that as we've gone through this year. Hard to believe, I couldn't believe it when I saw this one, uh, that we had an, an election this year. I don't know whether anyone remembers that. It was a small, significant event in the life of our nation back in May, which wasn't even that long ago, really. And so we had an election trading table and barbecue, and so it was great for us to be able to have a bit of a fundraiser, um, but also be able to connect with people who came to vote. And then, uh, obviously, we've had our Christmas activities over the last few weeks as well, back to Bethlehem, which was a great opportunity to connect with people from the community. Uh, and then our Carol's Night, uh, mentioned last week that we had less of a turnout than usual because of the heat, but it was still a really great night and a great opportunity, again, to be able to serve the community with the other churches that we're in partnership with. We had our, Christmas, our kids' Christmas service back at the start of December, so it was great to have them involved in that and decorating the Christmas tree and all the things that they did. And then, as I mentioned, we had our Christmas Eve and our Christmas Day services throughout this week, which were really great opportunities for us to pause and reflect. So... As well as that, we've regularly eaten together a lot, which is good. So Sunday lunches on the first Sunday of the month, we've had them throughout the year and great chance for us to eat together and get to know each other a little bit better. Um, I know that's been a really significant time a few times throughout the year where some people have connected in in a significant way because of the opportunity to be able to sit down and eat lunch with some others. 
And uh, we also started our Wednesday dinners, which was something we started in term three as an opportunity to connect every two weeks on a Wednesday night. And again, just to eat together, but to provide a bit of an on-ramp for new people to be able to get to know us a little bit. Uh, and we also involved some food in a couple of other things that we did. We had our DNA lunches, which is kind of our intro to Brooklyn Park lunches and uh, plenty of food and pizza that we ate around them as well. But a great chance for people to get to know us a little bit. And I know that that was a very significant part of people then making decisions to say, yes, this is where I want to sink my roots down. But also understanding a bit more about our wider Churches of Christ family and uh, how we belong into that as well. And then we, towards the end of the year, had our Intro to Jesus course too, which also involved some food. And so that was really, really great too, to just be able to dig into some of the core things that we believe around Jesus and uh, what he came to do. So it's been a really, really significant year all around. But there's one other small thing that we did this year too. I don't know whether anyone can recognise what that might be. Anything that I've forgotten maybe? A kitchen, yes, a small little tiny project that we did at the start of this year uh, for the first six months of this year to build a new kitchen and a new accessible toilet. And I was looking back on last year's notes and recognised that this time last year, none of it was built, which is really shocking when you think about it. This time last year, we just had a picture of what we hoped this thing was going to be. We'd made the decision that we were going to build it. And so I thought it was useful to actually look at some pictures again to remind us of the journey that we went through through the first part of this year. And ultimately, that's what it looked like. And I was blown away when I saw that picture, which on the left is the 3D rendered version that they gave us that we looked at at the start of last year. And the one on the right is therefore a picture of it. So it's amazing. It actually looks like what they said it was going to look like, <laughs> which is pretty great. So, but that's a really, really significant thing, and uh, it has become very much a part of our life now. Um, all of the food things that we've done have been significantly easier because of this new kitchen that we've got, and I know for Shout for Joy uh, and also for our families that come to Playgroup, having the accessible toilet has been a really, really fantastic addition for them as well, and they've been really thrilled about it. And it's also been one of the key things that people from the community, when they drop in for other things, see this and say, wow, that's really, really great. And out of that, we've received a number of new bookings, which has been good too. And so that's some more opportunities for us to connect with people from the community. So it's not just something that we've done for ourselves, but it is something that we're hopeful will be for the benefit of others too. So... I think it's been a pretty great year. And when I look back over that, I recognise that there's been a fairly significantly large amount of stuff that's gone on. And so Psalm 111 that we looked at, the first three verses say, Praise the Lord with all my heart. I will thank the Lord in the assembly of his people. How wonderful are the things that the Lord does. All who are delighted with them want to understand them. All he does is full of honour and majesty. His righteousness is eternal. And that really sums up at the end of the year, the feeling that I have and the feeling that I hope that you have as well. This sense of being able to be so grateful for all that God has done. With all of our hearts, being able to recognise how wonderful God is, how much delight that we can have in all of the things that God does for us. God is so full of honour and majesty. He's so amazing. And so we want to take some time in a couple of minutes just to be able to express our gratitude to God and to be able to say thank you for all the things that he's done, not just for us collectively as a church family, but individually as well, 
All of us throughout this year have had things that have happened in our lives where we recognise that God has been faithful to us, that God has provided for us, that God has been there for us, that God's been gently nudging us on in our journeys. And so it's appropriate that we take some time to say thank you, God, for all that you've done throughout this year. But I also wanted to say a big thank you as well to all of you for being a part of everything that's happened this year because the reality is that God can only work through us. Now, it's true theologically that God can do whatever he wants, but for some strange reason, God chooses to use us, even though we're broken, even though we don't necessarily do things the way he wants all the time. He chooses to use us as the people who allow his work to be done. And so thank you for all the times when you have served, all of the times that you've given into the work that God's doing, all of the times that you've engaged with the things that God has been doing in your life that has enabled these things to happen, but also enabled you to continue to take your next steps in your walk with Jesus. And I want to say a big thank you in particular for everyone who's helped all of this stuff to happen. Um, Sometimes we recognise the people who are up the front, but there's a lot of people who do a lot every week behind the scenes. And so we want to say a big thank you to all of you for the ways in which you use your gifts, you use your passions, and that you just serve to allow God's work to be done in and through our church family. So we're going to take some time to pray. And so I'm wondering if there might be three or four people who might be courageous enough just to be willing. So Sam, do you want to come down? We've got our mic. And so uh, just wondering if there might be three or four people who might be willing to say a short prayer of gratitude and thanksgiving for all that God has done in and through us. So uh, I'm going to kick us off and then we'll have our eyes closed so you don't feel too nervous. If you want to pray, just stick your hand up and Sam will bring the mic to you. So let's pray. And if you'd like to pray, as I said, raise your hand. God, we are so grateful for all that you have given to us this year. We want to be able to take some time to recognise and acknowledge the ways that you have been there for us and all that you have done in us and through us as a church family. And so we're grateful that we can take this time now uh, to be able to pause and to celebrate all that you have done in and through our lives in 2019. So if you'd like to pray, just raise your hand. God, with all of our hearts, we thank you in the assembly of your people that as we gather together, we recognise the wonderful things that you have done, the wonderful things that you are doing. We pray that you would continue to help us to feel encouraged about the ways in which you are at work in our lives, in the good times and in the hard times. We recognise that we've celebrated the good things that have happened through our church family this year, but we also know that there's been some hard times that have happened for individuals and for us as a group as well. And so we pray that you would continue to remind us that there isn't a moment when you turn your back on us, there isn't a moment when you're distracted or where you go and focus on other things, that you've been with us in the good times, in the hard times, in the times of light and in the times of darkness. And so we thank you for all of the ways in which you have, again, been faithful to us, that you have sustained us, that you have provided for us, and that you have led us forward. As we look back over the year, we recognise there's so much that has happened. And so we're grateful that you've brought us from where we were to where we are. In your name we pray. Amen. So I want to then just take a couple of minutes to peek into next year, just peel back things that are going to change in a couple of days when we move over into 2020. And I always find this a fascinating time of the year because there's this blank page 
that stretches out in front of us of what a new year looks like. And so it's always exciting to think about the potential and the possibilities that lies there. And as I think back over this year and project forward another year into where God leads us, it's amazing to think about the people who might be sitting here this time next year, that some of you weren't sitting here this time last year, and we're really glad that you are here today. But next year, our hope and our prayer is that there are some extra new people who are part of our church family who become a part of it. So that's really, really exciting. It's exciting to think about the stories of people's lives being transformed and changed as we go through next year, again, in the good times and in the hard times, to see the ways in which God is going to be at work. It's good to think about all of the things that we'll learn together and individually as we continue to peer into scripture and continue to learn from what Jesus has got for us. It's good to think about all of the memories that we'll be able to look back on, the pictures that we'll be able to see of all of the things that have happened. And wherever we go, whatever does unfold through next year, we know that these three statements will continue to be central to who we are. That as we head into a new year, our focus will continue to be on being Jesus-centered people who are spiritual family, who are passionate about seeing people's lives changed. That as we head into next year, we want to continue the process of discipleship, which is simply us taking our next steps in our walk with Jesus, putting one foot in front of another, in front of another, and saying, God, what's next? Jesus, where are you leading me next? What's the next thing for me to learn, to grow in, to develop the next thing that you're doing in my life? How can I become more Jesus-centered as I make my way through next year? We want to continue to grow our sense of spiritual family, about what it means for us to be connected to each other, to be able to rely on each other, to support each other, to encourage each other, but also to be a place where people can find a place of belonging, a place where they don't have to put on an act that they can be real and genuine, but in doing so feel accepted and embraced. And so we want to continue to explore what it means for us to be spiritual family and the best version of what that can can look like and then also to connect with the people who are in the community around us, a lot of whom are very lonely and very isolated and crave that sense of belonging and acceptance. And ultimately through all of it, we do know that God is going to continue to transform us, that we're going to continue to see lives change because if we open ourselves up to what Jesus is doing in an environment where we're encouraged and challenged to keep moving forward, we kind of can't help but have our lives changed and impacted. And so verse 10 of Psalm 111 says, The way to become wise is to honour the Lord. He gives sound judgment to all who obey his commands. He is to be praised forever. And so as we go into next year, that's what we want to focus on as well, that we want to continue to honour God. We want to continue to put him first, to focus on what he is all about and where he is taking us, what it means to praise him, to obey him, to follow him. And as we do, we trust that God will then give us the wisdom that we need and the sound judgment about what it is that we need to do individually and collectively as a church family. And so as we turn the page into 2020, I want to encourage you to be expectantly praying and saying, God, what have you got for me and what have you got for us as we head into next year? What does it mean for me to take my next steps in my walk with you? What does it mean for me to belong to this spiritual family in a more significant way? What does it look like for me to help others discover this spiritual family? What does it look like for me to experience transformation in my life? And then for us collectively, what does it look like for us to be even more Jesus-centred as a group together, to be spiritual family? 
but to see lives changed, not just our lives, but our whole church family transformed into what God wants us to be. And more than that, to see the neighbourhoods around us transformed into the places that God wants them to be too. The neighbourhoods that are just around our church building, but the neighbourhoods in which we all represent, the places where we live, the streets that we live on, the people that we have connections with. What does it look like for us to pursue the things that God has got for us and the transformation that God wants to see in all of those spaces as well? And so I want to encourage you to be praying into that as we head into a new year. What does that look like for you? What does that look like for us? And then to have a sense of expectation and excitement about what God has ahead of us. So I'm going to pray, and then Roger's going to come and lead us around the communion table. Let's pray. God, our desire as we do head into 2020 is that we can honour you, that we can obey what you have for us, that we can take the sound judgement that comes from you. Our desire is that we can continue to grow in what it means to be the best version of a Jesus-centred spiritual family who are seeing lives change. Our passion in our heart is simply, Jesus, for you to be able to do what you want to do in our lives and through our lives, individually and collectively. And so I pray that as we get ready to start a new year, that you would give us a sense of expectation that you would give us a sense of excitement, a sense of anticipation about what is ahead of us. That as we see the blank page rolled out in front of us, all of the potential possibilities, all of the opportunities that you're going to give us, that you would raise our sense of excitement about what it is that you might do in our lives and through our lives, in our church family and through our church family and in the neighbourhoods that we are a part of and that we represent We know that you are far from done with us, that you have so much more that you want to do in our lives, so much more that you want to reveal to us, so much more that you want us to be able to discover, so much more that you want us to be able to live out. And so as we head into a new year, I pray that you would help us to have some glimpses of what that looks like and get ready for all that you've got for us. In your name we pray. Amen.